Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 79, the last episode of season two. Yes. We are wrapping up our season that focused on the people highlighted in Hebrews 11, as well as some bonus ones that we threw in because we wanted to mention them. It's been super, super fun to, it has been. to talk talk about these characters, to go over their lives, to be challenged by their bravery, their courage. Some Sometimes they're bigger steps. Sometimes there are smaller steps of bravery that actually yep. impacted the um, the entire um, the, the course of history for God's people. So who were some of your favorite ones? Ooh, some of my favorites. Okay. Um, well, just a general principle, I think, that really stood out to me over and over and over was how, I mean, God's consistent pursuit of relationship and interaction with these people. Yeah, yeah. And he met them where they were where yeah, they are. Yeah. Like as you mentioned. Love like that. Gideon, I think of that one, that one sticks out to me. Just oh, like you know, in his fear and uh not not knowing what to do, like God met him there in that. Um Joseph, different sort of a thing. The guy who did did the right things, but <laughs> it didn't yeah, seem yeah, to, yeah. you know, it just wasn't um coming together until we see that final picture. But Joseph's faithfulness. Um even Rahab was a, an interesting one too, like uh, her background and someone you might think, well, how could God, you know, would God really use them? She might even exclude herself. And yet her faithfulness um, in supporting the spies and, and helping her, her role in the defeat of Jericho. I think that that's the overarching theme that really stood out to me. Sure, Just God sure. meets us where we are yeah, yeah, and empowers us and strengthens <laughs> us. And we saw so many different circumstances um, and God was, Met, met them in each of one of them. Yeah, I think one of the the, the larger principles for me um, was how how these individuals were not perfect people. Yeah. So I think of Abraham um, who lied uh, about us or Abram who lied and said that Sarai was his sister as opposed to his wife. Mm -hmm. And yet God used him. Think of Jacob, the deceiver. Yeah. And the, yet God. The one we don't want our daughters yeah, today. To yeah, that's say. right. That's right. <laughs> and yet he, God used him and an entire people came out of, uh, out of him in a sense. And so just, just being able to see how God takes imperfect people and uses them when they have faith, trusting him. Um, I think that's a, a, a great principle. I think Josiah is one of my favorite ones. Yes, that's uh, a little good one too. Eight, eight year old king. And he um, just has, he initiates and facilitates spiritual revival um, in the land, which I love. Gideon, again, uh, yours, uh, as you mentioned, was again, one of my favorite ones. There's a movement from, you know, fear to faith and, and yet, you know, even even he kind of mars his legacy at the end. I, I'm I'm not really happy about that, but the fact that he he, he was a he still he, he still made it in the hall of faith as someone who trusted God in some very difficult uh, circumstances. So so I, I I love these characters. I love the fact that they're ordinary everyday people yeah. like you and me, and um and they take steps of faith and God rewards those steps and God blesses those steps and He uses them in their imperfection, and um and 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 literally they their lives impact um, others. The the Naaman's. Naaman's wife's maid. Mm -hmm. I love her too. <clears throat> her 
She doesn't have a name. And yet in the in the very thick of being in slavery, if you will, she stands up for God and offers compassion to um, uh, to Naaman to be healed. And I just think that is. I love it. I love her compassion. I love the fact that she saw a need and she said, hey, I know a guy uh, mm-hmm. who can actually help you with your condition. And um, and so so again, we could we could spend a whole nother episode wrapping up, talking about our favorites and what we love about them. Um, but we're talking about another um a few individuals in yes. this as we wrap this season up. And this is, um, we're at Easter now. Yes. And um, and we're talking about the Marys, the women at the tomb, that um, that highlight a lot of great things for us to, uh, to model uh, mm-hmm. or to at least hold on to. Yes. So for this week after Easter, we did want to talk about the women at the tomb. Um, they're story is found in each of the Gospels. John focuses just on Mary Magdalene, but they are all mentioned, which even that is very significant. Um, There's not a lot of stories that all four Gospels mention, but the fact that they do really means this is something to notice. There is intention in this. And based on the culture of the time, it really is an unusual thing to highlight women um, at all. They had no value. And yet each of the gospel writers choose to, it's almost wrapping up the story. They are the ones who are the first witnesses yeah, yeah. Um, of Jesus's resurrection <clears throat> and the first carriers of the good news, the first evangelists. They go to the disciples and say, he's not dead. He's yeah, alive. Yeah. yeah. And so, this, is, this is one of the reasons I believe um, the, um, the truthfulness of the Bible. <laughs> Again, we're talking about these men, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They could have written the women out of the story, made all of the men the heroes of the story. But the fact that they highlight the women and not only highlight them, but almost in a sense, make the women the heroes of the story of going to the tomb, recognizing uh, being the first ones to see the empty tomb, and then to be able to share this good news with his uh, the 12 uh, or the 11 at this time apostles um, to me, it, it is like, like they could have changed this yeah. and they did not, which lets me know that we can trust the veracity, the truthfulness of the Bible uh, and we can put our weight on it because of stories, um, because of stories like this. Yes, absolutely. And we'll, as I mentioned, they're in all of them, but we'll kind of focus in on Matthew's account, which is in verse, uh, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. But even backing up a little bit, we see that this group of ladies, they are faithful, faithful, faithful to Jesus. Yeah. From the cross, they're the ones who are there. They're mentioned. The disciples scatter. Yeah, that's that's interesting to me. The, the men scatter. Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you should have seen the way she looked at me <laughs> at that one. Like, gentlemen. And so, there, this is, I, I love this. And you you raise a, a really interesting point. And, and prior to you kind of drawing that out, like, right, literally, the, the men fled. Um, and I would imagine out of fear. Mm-hmm. And the women stayed. And um, that... that their, their bravery. And again, we're talking about faith. We're talking about trust. And throughout this entire season, we've seen brave steps, brave practices from individuals. And we're seeing it again with these women who, again, as you mentioned, follow Jesus from the cross to the they tomb. They see where he's buried. Absolutely. And then it is the Sabbath. So they 
but they are then they make preparations and that's why they're going to the tomb to um, take care of the body and discover that it's that it's empty the tomb, the tomb is empty the stone is rolled away the tomb is empty and an angel greets them um i love we the question like they as we mentioned they they are faithful to jesus they don't understand what is happening yeah. um and yet when the angel tells them that he he is risen he is not here they do step into that i mean they they come they experience belief there yeah. at the tomb. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's, again, you, this is the crux of the Christian faith is the resurrection. And the the women uh, at the tomb being not only the first evangelist, but, but maybe even the first post-resurrection believers, if you will, mm-hmm. to say, no, he's not here. The, the angel says he's not here. Don't be afraid. He's not here. Um, and and they they believed and mm-hmm. i i i love the again we we go back to this point the not only the women you know their bravery at the cross their bravery to come to the tomb but also to be the first ones to say yeah this this resurrection the resurrection of jesus is um is is going to change our lives and they believed uh they believed what he said and so um so i i i love that love the fact that they're again could be argued the first post resurrection believers mm-hmm. and uh, and i think that's something great to highlight. Mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting, the messages that the angels say, I think those are, to the women, I think those are very applicable to us um, in, in a situation we might be going through. First of all, don't be afraid. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid. Um, and come and see. There, There's that invitation, which God does. Come and see. I I am at work here. Hmm. Come and see. I'm not, I'm not dead in this situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Come and see, and then go quickly and tell is their last directive. Like, you have seen God at work, and now go and tell others. Like, don't be afraid. God's with you in this circumstance. This isn't something you can can trust Him. Yeah. Um, And then come and see. Yep. This, what you... I mean, maybe even what they couldn't even have imagined was true for their yeah, yeah. circumstance. Absolutely. And then go quickly and tell. I think those are yeah. good directives, even for us. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And and even for the person who, um, who is not yet a Jesus follower, mm-hmm. there might be fear in, like, like what will happen to my life if I give my life to Jesus. You know what? Like, like I'm afraid that he's gonna tell me to do all kinds of crazy things, and mm-hmm. so there are individuals who might be afraid of taking that step to say, "Jesus, I'm gonna trust you." Um, and the offer to the person who is a not yet follower of Jesus is, "Come and see. Mm-hmm. Come and see." I, you're, it, it sounds like you're curious because you're like, "I don't know." Come and see. Come and see that I am. Um, I can give you power to live life. Come and see that I can give you abundant life, like life worth living. Come and see that um, that that I will be there for you in difficult circumstances. And once you've experienced me, you're going to want to tell other people about uh, what you've experienced as well. So I think there's on both tracks, the uh, for someone who is already a follower of Jesus, you know, don't be afraid of the circumstance you're in. Come and see that I'm going to take care of you. I'm not mm-hmm. dead in this situation. And 
um, and then once you have, once I've shown up in your situation, you can tell others about that as well. But also, I think on the other track for the person who is a not yet Jesus follower, if you're afraid of giving your life to Jesus, he says, come and see. And once you come to him, um, you'll see that life um, life can be way different than it is now. Yeah. And I think it will be so attractive. You'll want to tell others about it. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. I love, yeah. They just did all they could. They followed Jesus with full um, full commitment. I mean, I imagine there was some danger to that of staying in proximity to him. M- maybe not as women because of their lowly status. The, the men probably had more. I'll, I'll give them that. It was probably more <laughs> dangerous for them to stay around than it was for the ladies because nobody's going to worry about them. Uh, but they were. They were faithful yeah. faithful to him through through that whole through that whole time. I think that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I think um, one of the things that um, that stands out in this, Matthew, the, the Matthew passage in verse eight, the women ran quickly from the tomb. They were frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And I think both can be true of us, that there is, there is something um, frightening about taking steps of faith. There is something frightening about um, giving my life to Jesus in the sense that I, I don't, there, there are a lot of unknowns, and yet the women were filled with joy. Yeah. So, so both can be true at the same time, and we don't have to be afraid of the frightening part. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. And we don't. Um, and and we can actually bring in also the joy of the resurrection. It's like, like both can be true on this amazing day uh, where we recognize that Jesus rose from the dead. What does all this mean for me? What does all this mean for me personally? What does this mean for my future? What does this mean for how I think about money and my job and my marriage? And what does this mean for me thinking about um, the trajectory of my future? So there's something there. There really is something um, kind of anxious about that. There's some, like, like I can be afraid of that, but also the adventure, the joy of the adventure that yeah. I can't wait to see where God takes me on this journey uh, because I believe that the resurrection is true. Yeah, that definitely, that experience, afraid yet full of joy. Yeah, yeah. Like that does, yeah. um, that rings true. We, we have probably each experienced that, both those feelings at the same time, and that that is, that is a true true experience. That's, yeah, absolutely. It's interesting to see it recorded there. Well, as we wrap up their story, what can we believe about God, ourselves, and others from these women at the tomb? Yeah, I, th- I think the one thing that we can believe about God is that, um, a couple of things, that he keeps his word. Um, he said his son would be raised from the dead, mm-hmm. and his son was raised from the dead. Number two, um, that God can use what society views as lowly individuals um, to make an impact in people's lives. So these women were the lower uh, on the lower rung of the ladder, and yet they were the first ones to receive this amazing news of the empty tomb, and for them to be the first evangelist to actually tell um, the other disciples that Jesus rose uh, from the dead. And so, um, yeah, that that God does vindicate His Son keeps his word and he can use anyone 
to share this good news about the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And let's not overlook the huge fact he is alive. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, well, wow. Yeah, I that's a- <laughs> well, I mean, when we're talking about the women, but that, what can we believe about God? He is alive. Yeah, absolutely. He has absolutely. conquered absolutely. sin and death. Um, wow, and that, the pastor missed the resurrection part. Well, wow. no, no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. no. But I think, but sometimes I think it is. We can we can just move yeah. on from that. But yeah. how incredible he is alive. He is reigning and ruling. Absolutely. Thinking back to the last episode, that thief on the cross, he recognized, oh, his kingdom. He is going to his kingdom. Absolutely. And uh, and now we we see that coming to fruition as Jesus conquers sin and death um, in his resurrection. And something we can believe about ourselves and others, we as we talked about earlier about just their community together. Yeah. This group of women, um, we do see them, and I. Uh, being faithful to Jesus, but even and linking arms with each other. And that is a great example of the importance of community um, in grief and community in celebration. We see them doing both of those in this time, this um, death and resurrection time period, just their their community among each other and, and great examples and encouragements to us to seek that out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And friends, um, you're, you're going to hear this on Resurrection Weekend. Um, he is risen. He is risen indeed. 